Welcome to the Dungeon House, where a bunch of regular people with regular jobs gather to play Dungeons and Dragons. We aren't professionals, so if you hear food ASMR or a baby in the back, just understand it's normal. This show is recommended for those 13 and up. The music you'll hear is brought to you by William Heaton and various other artists. We're glad that you're here to share in the fun and laughter, as well as the challenges along the way. So come on into our home, take a seat on the couch, and enjoy The Dungeon House. Uh, it's like 6.30 right now. So it'll start in just at any moment. Um, any minute now. I was going to ask, what did everyone do on the 4th of July? Oh, yeah. We uh, went on a ranger ride, and we got covered in mud and dust. It was fun. America. We did that yeah. not on the 4th, though. We did that on... Um, no, it wasn't on the third. It was on the second. It was on Sunday. Third, second. Yeah. Um, Don't tell our we, we watched the parade. Um, we did watch the parade in Richfield. It was we very watched nice. children wrestle with fish and catch them. It was wild. So apparently, I didn't know about. Did you ever go to the the fish the fish grab? No. I did not I know the thing. I didn't either. Uh, up in Richfield. They do what's called a fish grab, where they get basically like shallow um, fish from the hatchery. They get fish from the hatchery and put them in. They they put them into like like tarps. little holding tarp ponds that they make just in the the park. Yeah. And they get tons and tons of kids, and the whole goal is the kids run in and try to grab a fish. <laughs> and there's no prize unless you catch one of the really small fishes. Then you get five bucks. Because those ones are harder to catch. <laughs> and then you get to keep the fish that you catch. And they're like the trout. And so like you could eat them. But it's kind of just they're so small. But... Well, no, they're actually like good sized fishes. Because they're, they're, they're from the hatchery. These are the fishes that go and oh. eat uh-huh. ponds and stuff like that all over the area. But the, I think Steve is watching us. Oh, funny. But it's wild that they just... They like get everyone ready. They put all the fish in there, and then they just turn them loose. Well, they do it with age groups too, like five and under, five and under, like five and under fish grab. That's yeah. adorable. It's wild. With their little pudgy hands, like yeah. Oh, so it's, it's incredible. Incredible. oh yeah, so adorable. Yeah. So I don't know. I like you mentioned rest. Like you said, wrestling, right? Yeah. So. I don't know why this makes me think of it, but I've always wanted to go see midget wrestling that's here in town. Well, I heard about that. Some, uh, some, uh, yeah. yeah. You know, brother Terry? Yeah. And no, I think it's brother Matthews. So, my counselor in the farm, he went and watched the midget wrestling. Uh, is that it they have it. Yeah. Little person. No, it's called midget wrestling. That's what it is. Oh. I know. They had it at the Heritage Center, which is like, where they have all the orchestra and concerts. And that's just wild to me. Like, five o'clock, you're there listening to Beethoven. Six o'clock, which is terrible, but it's wild. It'd be very interesting to, to see. Anyways, I think we're live, so should we... Uh... We've been live for a while. Welcome to the Dungeon House. Welcome to the Dungeon House. Um, Joy, are you going to be joining us with your camera soon? 
Can you hear me? Uh, no. Now we, <sighs> we can hear you now. It, it just okay. cut out for a second. Question. Can you hear me? No. <laughs> but you actually <laughs> All right, yeah, I'll be turning on my camera soon. I just gotta get some more things in order here. Okay, no worries. We can get started with you. Um, well, yeah. So, last time on the dungeon house, um, David, have I picked on you recently? Did I? Did I pick on you last time? It was the time before that. It was on the time before that. It's been a while since McKay has done it. I think. It's been a while since Tori's done it. Did you do the last episode? Baby. I still think it'd be really funny if she... <laughs> I Okay, alright. All right. I'll recap. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Dungeon House. And all in between. Yeah. Uh, welcome everyone. Sorry, that's what you're supposed to say. Is like, Welcome everyone. It's welcome okay. everyone. But if that's too political, just... Then notice everyone... Unless you don't want to be Anyway, <laughs> we digress very far from the point, which is, last time, um, we decided to go and check out the shadow dudes. And so we went into a cavern, and we were trying to get a little bit of some deets on the shadow dudes. And so we fought them, and we found out that they don't like radiant damage. Mm -hmm. And that they don't like fire damage. Mm -hmm. And that um, they're like pretty chill with magic. Uh, and that weapons are like, they're kind of immune to weapons. They have immunity? Resistance. Resistance. They have resistance, not immunity. Adelaide came back to the party. Adelaide came back to the party, as did Pablo. Um, and she brought back new shoes. She brought back some new shoes. Literally. Yes, and some new fits, fit checks, and then after we checked out the shadow people, then we did some other stuff until the end of the episode. Not at all. We should basically it. She didn't. So <laughs> yeah, no, that's literally my question. Yeah, we finished off with you guys taking a long rest as you got back to the vigil outpost. So. Today, we are going to start in that morning as you guys wake up, you know, the brisk, cold air of the mountains wafts into the room which you are all bunked in. Um, what's everyone's kind of morning routine right now as you're getting ready? It's leg day, so I mean... Starting off with warming up the hammies. Yep. Opal will start off by polishing her armor and getting suited up and feeling it just a little bit lighter. Mm. Isn't it like late afternoon as we wake up? Because um, we got to bed like super late. It's not late afternoon. It's probably like mid morning. Because we have a funeral. The funeral's at noon. So you have uh, just like two hours before it starts. So you got a little bit of time. Um, Opal, would you be willing to do... Um, 
just a, a general wisdom check as your or intelligence check as you're just polishing your your armor. Um, that is a nineteen. Nineteen. So something that's very um routine for you, but something maybe that helps bring a little bit of pieces to help kind of clean your armor. And it's it's something that can kind of help center you in the morning. Uh, as you go through your um, checks and making sure the straps are good and the leather is um, in still good condition, as well as the clay itself is shine and polished, um, you are able to tell like, oh, there's a couple places where it was a little bit wearing down. You're able to get it in really good condition. And it's it's looking really well. Um, since our time being here in this, um, like the outpost, are there any sort of like alchemical vials or any anything like that among the shelves or back area or something like that? Um. Would you like to ask the sure. curator, or would you like to just investigate yourself? I'll investigate first myself, and then I will ask the curator. Okay. Make an investigation check. Okay, I'm eating a quesadilla. Hold on. Um, holding a baby and eating a quesadilla while playing D&D. That's the drink. Um, 18. 18. That's really good. Yeah, so you take some time um, to look around the... Uh, the vigil's outpost while the vigil's outposts aren't necessarily made to store a lot of equipment stuff like that it's mostly just we have a place for you to be housed a place for you to eat um you kind of have to bring your own gear they do offer and keep some things uh just in case uh maybe mostly for the benefit of the curator of the 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 outpost itself and you're able to as you're kind of going through a back storage room find what looks to be uh some alchemical supplies opal yeah do you have that jar of that? yeah uh yeah i still do can i see it yeah can i help no um well i'm going to because it's mine do you know how to work with chemicals? I'll find out. <laughs> that's not how it works. Well, that's not how it works, but I'm helping. I don't see how you're going to help. Um, I'm going to help by observing and criticizing and asking questions. Well, then I'll just sit back. Opal will come over with the dog. Ooh, sorry. And start looking at the chemicals. Um, have you ever dealt with alchemical supplies before? Probably not. Probably not. Well, maybe. Maybe. Mischievous days in the guild. Um. That's true. What are you doing? <laughs> with Supposed to be a good kid. Um, I did play this one character one time. <laughs> <laughs> So, if that's the case, if you want to kind of start looking and see if you can understand 
kind of the process that's going to go into making this. Yeah. Um, I'll need you to make an intelligence alchemical tools check with it. Um, though you've never really had a lot of experience with it, it probably will be made at disadvantage. So, intelligence? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a 10. 10? Yeah. So, These? with looking over the, the different beakers and burners and things like that, as well as some of the chemicals, you're able to get a general grasp on how they work, though with a lot of times gaining knowledge, you sometimes recognize your own kind of inag inadequacy. Yeah. With looking at what you have here, this does seem something a little bit farther out of your realm with of understanding on just being able to pick up and run tests on whatever your ooze is. Yeah. So it makes sense. Okay, what if I promise to stay out of the way, but observe? You can stand over there. Yeah. Opal will stand as close as she can with still being in the there area. <laughs> okay. Um, Baron, as you take the jar of ooze, you can see, like, it almost has, like, a pearlescent shimmer as it have um, bobs back and forth, streaks of almost like oily black with almost like a darkish green um, as they have mix um, back and forth in it. Um, what would you like to do? Um. Um. <clears throat> This might take me a while. You guys might want to get going to the funeral. I'll see what I can figure out about this. Um, no. Sorry. Uh, I will, um, if no one else is speaking, but I will, um, I think what I would like to try to do is understand, like, I think I have two goals. One, to under try to understand it a little bit more, whether like we we know that there's so two sort of beings potentially, like this is two things that we're looking for. Mm -hmm. So trying to separate those two things potentially. Yeah. Um maybe starting with that and see if that's even possible or see like just what I can ascertain from it. Yeah, perfect. We will come back to you. As the rest of the group is kind of getting ready in the morning, you're putting on these kind of thicker, heavier leather gloves that are coated with um, a certain type of resin um, that allows them to be handled um, around acids, as well as some goggles you found in the kit. <clears throat> What's uh, the rest of you doing? Moss, Aliyah, Pinky, and Rain? I think Elias more flabbergasted that we're leaving Baron to try and figure it out. But at the same time, be like, I guess we've been surprised by Baron in the past. So, um, 
just meandering through the day, waking up, getting ready. Yeah. Yeah, I think Moss is going to a funeral, right? And so Moss uh, is just. Oh, sorry. Sorry, I was saying question, not a not making a statement. I was like, Moss is going to a funeral, right? I was like, I don't know, is he? <laughs> um. So I guess Moss is actually going to look for something black to wear real fast. Okay. Um, something a little bit nicer than what he's wearing. Just something that gives off more of an air of like professionalism. If that makes sense. Okay. Um, where are you looking? Um. So Moss. I'm trying to think. We're in this like outpost, right? Honestly, yeah. Moss will just go up to the curator and be like, "Hey, we're going to a funeral. Do you have any nice black clothes for short people?" Uh, let me go look in my uh, my stuff. Um, as he kind of heads to the back, he takes a little bit of time rummaging for a little bit. Um, he comes back not too long after and says, "Well." Don't have terribly much to offer you, but this might uh, be a little bit better. And he will um, offer you um, just a simple buttoned uh, shirt um, with a little bit longer sleeves, uh, as well as some trousers and um, suspenders that uh, go along with them, uh, kind of a matching color. The the color of the the suspenders is more of a dark gray rather than a black, and you can tell that it looks like they've been patched on the knees a couple of times, uh, as well as like a part of the sleeve where it once had been cut has been re-sewn together. So it's not like these are in great condition, but they're they're definitely um, presentable clothes, and they fit. Um, you do have to roll the legs up just a little bit. Okay, yeah. So Moss will put that on. And yeah, Moss just wants to look a little bit nicer. Um, I think Ren would kind of, in a similar way, like get ready for the day, get looking nice. But he would wear clothes that he associates with funerals. And like that sort of ritual in his village. So like whatever like textiles he has that would reflect, um, cause I imagine funerals being a more like Vena centric um, event. And so uh, the textiles and fabrics would be, they would be more somber colors, but never black. Like they would be more dark, but they would still be really colorful. Um, and he would get basically that sort of, uh, regalia up on him and look at Moss like he's a weirdo wearing all black. <laughs> Moss would just be like looking him down, just being like, shakes his head a little bit, just like, I thought I was bad at this. Um, yeah, you, you kind of change from your regular normal fishing garb to a little bit more presentable robes for an occasion like this. 
Perfect. Uh, Adelaide and Pinky, was there anything that you particularly wanted to do with this morning as you're getting ready? Fairy funerals are also very different, but she will notice the darker colors. Look at her with bright pink and black sneaking clothes, and she'll probably slip into her rogue sneaking clothes because it matches the dark. <laughs> so she's kind of like, oh, okay. Perfect. Uh, as you, you switch more into the, the stealth version of Pinky, um, also known as Blackie. I'm just joking. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> but, uh, Adelaide, is there anything that you'd like to do in preparation for the morning? See the appropriate garb for this particular location. Of course, yeah, yeah. You know, be fitting for funeral. Yeah. Um, make uh, either a history check or. What does matter with that one? <laughs> so, from your understanding, like, oh, you don't have any. You don't have any. From your understanding, there is none. Uh, so, you're, you're kind of lost on what to do um, with a natural one. Uh, if you would like to, you could assume maybe these people like to have them really like almost kind of ball gown esque yeah. funerals. Like, like to show respect, you got to show up. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, all right, she's wearing the sparkly star gown. Yeah, she uh, I'm add that to the inventory. It was like that's like her. That's, that's like the, the fancy look. look. That's the fancy look in her bag. Would any of us know? About like the culture of uh, Zahovic and like funerals. Um, Baron or Moss would be the most likely to know. And if you would like, if you both would like to do a history check, it's up to you. You don't have to, but nothing. Uh Moss ain't helping. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. yeah, you guys really don't know much about the funeral uh, side of Zehovek. Uh, this is actually a new experience for most everyone here. So, with you guys all done Hello? up. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Pinky, being thoroughly confused by the very different garb, is probably going to ask the whoever guards the. The vigil place here, or oh, helping us. I'm the gonna curator. ask him. Yeah, the curator. <laughs> That's good. I wearing different outfits. I want to wear the right one. Uh, what what should we wear? Um. Well, that's uh. His accent changed, by the way. <laughs> um, yeah, he's Mister Whirlwind. Um, but. He will kind of think for a second. It's like, now, uh, who's the uh, the funeral for? Because sometimes that makes a big difference, too. Who, who died in the line of duty. Mm. It was for Crimson Cloak. Never really. It's not going to really make much of a difference since you all come from different, you know, cultures, but. Um, usually it tends to be more darker colors, so 
I, I think you're funny. It just it might be a little bit different than what they would wear, but you know, that's it's not that big of a deal. Just wear what you got. And if you don't got, oh that's a problem. But anyways. Yep. So I think he's still gonna wear her giant pink hat. Yep. Because he said wear what you got. So black. You don't want to get sunburned out there. No, it's, of course not. You know the the snow is more likely to give you the the sunburn uh, than than and sometimes even the the summertime is. You know, it's true. Anyways, are we are we walking out the door? Uh, I would assume so. This at this point, you guys are heading out. Right as we go to walk out the door, Elias gonna. Um, I think I'm actually gonna stay in, and help Baron and see if I can help him figure out what's going on with that goop stuff. Um, but you guys, I think you guys got. Uh, um, yeah. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna go. You don't want to honor that brave crimson cloak that fell. It's it's not that I, I don't want to honor him. Um, I just she doesn't trust me. I can't go, and it's not that I don't trust you, Baron. I just I just I I can't go. Well, I, wow. I was planning on joining the rest of the group once we finished here. Wait, <clears throat> is that uh, Alaya? Both just does, does this have personal reasons? Yes, yes, it is for personal reasons that I really don't. I can't go. Understandable. Thank you. <clears throat> Ren will, will step forward and say, "It's funerals are a very emotional time. I, I understand. I appreciate that, Ren. But yeah, so yeah, you guys." You guys go ahead, um, and I will stay here and see if I can help Baron. I am Baron. I've I never met this person. Would you like me to stay with you? No, go with the group. All right. Um, a word, Alaya and Baron. Um, just with the ooze. Uh. Just remembered the consequences of meddling with this type of stuff. I'm gonna poke it. That's fine. Just don't eat it. And inhale it excessively. You know what I mean. <laughs> He's literally over there with a slurpy mug just going at it. <laughs> the good thing is are, there's two people watching over this ooze, so if anyone starts to behave in a irrational manner unlike themselves you can catch it so um i'm just providing a word of caution as yeah so moss moss is going to make a snide comment saying isn't baron always irrational <laughs> from the old geezer can't remember what happened yesterday what was that I can't hear you, you young. You gotta speak up. All right, all right, okay. Let's go. Onward. 
All right. As they walk out the door, I actually want to pull Moss. Like I'll go up to Moss and just pull him aside real quick. Okay. Who are you calling a rat? He's gonna start shaking. What you What you do? Oh, hi, buddy. Did I scare you? So, uh, <clears throat> I don't know if everyone else, I don't know if the others remember, but see if you can get them to help us out in some way, Moss. Mm. Don't mention it. I think we're going to need quite a bit of people down there as um, assistants if we're going to explore those catacombs effectively. Yeah, I think... Uh, I think we need more than people, but... Oh? More than people? Weapons, gear... Just... Me and Eli will catch up uh, as soon as we finish up here. Ah, I understand. I'll try to put on my charming attitude. Which may or may not be a good reason you're not coming. <laughs> anyway, get out of here. Go catch up with the others. You've got small feet. Yeah, and your feet are too large. That moss is gonna Anyways. walk slowly off, just in spite of Baron's comment about his small feet. Yeah, I can see that. Um, so as you guys uh, head your way down, we'll do the funeral first. So. Ren, Pinky, Moss, uh, Adelaide, and Opal. As you guys are heading down the road, um, you notice that the still here in the Viventi Plaza where you guys are at is is still a little more lively than definitely the other places that you were at last uh, last night as well as yesterday. It's a little bit of a, a different feel, though, still, as time goes on. It almost feels like there's a darkening of expressions in the people as, as people are getting worried. You can tell it in their faces. You just feel it in your heart, in all honesty. As you guys are heading towards where the, uh, the funeral is supposed to be held, you pass by uh, a town crier, kind of a group of people uh, surrounding him. Um, <clears throat> he will be yelling out <clears throat> something to the effect of, Hear ye, hear ye! The Breadwall District and the Smiter's Quarry are under mandatory uh quarantine <laughs> he's like looking back down toward his, towards his parchment as he's reading mandatory quarantine and uh oh what's that word i'm thinking of where you can't stay up too late curfew and legal curfew those who are out of the 
Those who are out of their houses between the time of 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. will face judicial warning and be sent home. Uh, he kind of keeps reading it. <laughs> hear ye, hear ye. The Breadwall District and and the uh, excuse me. What? Excuse me. What? What about those involved in the investigations? I don't know, lady. All right. <laughs> I just read the paper. You're not helpful. <laughs> As you guys pass that, um, heading towards the the Breadwall District, the funeral was set to be in one of the um, barracks of the Crimson Cloaks. Uh, is there anything that you guys would like to do on the travel over there? Huh? Hmm. I don't know. Must must doesn't have anything in mind. Investigation check for children playing bread and robbers without bread. Bread tag. Bread tag. See if they're playing bread tag. All right, make a. Uh, this would probably be more of a perception check just as you're walking uh, to see if you notice anything. Kid. Yeah, you don't really notice anything out of the normal. You see kids, but they're doing just kid things. You don't see anything like, yeah, they're picking boogers and stuff like that. Um, okay. Anyways, uh, eventually, guys, you make it to the uh, the barracks. It's more of a squat building. It's after the same fashion manner as the Temple of Miliosava that Yuren and Opal had went to the day before. Though it's definitely a lot smaller, um, but it still has a lot of that old world feel um, to the front. Though you do realize that this one looks like they've built the front of it to look similar to it. Um, though the back half of the building is just built into kind of one of the battlements and walls uh, excavated. So um, while it has kind of an air or homage to the Temple of Miliosava or the Temple of the Huntress, uh, it is in no means or ways uh, equal to it. Uh, and it um, is more just fashioned to look after the same manner rather than being functionally the same. As you guys head up, uh, approach the door, what do you do? Moss is going to turn to Pinky real fast and be like, Pinky, be on your best behavior. <laughs> she just smiles. <laughs> um, as you guys kind of come to, to the doorway, uh, do you just enter? Yeah, we just there open. People there to like greet you. 
You do notice that there are like two guards standing outside. Um, it's not hurting. Yeah. It's the funeral. <laughs> you gave them high fives as we go past. Good game. No. Good game. GG. But not like obvious, like grieving somebodies who are there to welcome you in and you can give your condolences to? Uh, these two are seem like they're just more standing guard. Cool. Uh, so, uh, if you want to kind of discern how they are feeling, you could do an insight check. To observe the customs. Um, as you approach, one of the guards will say, uh, state your name and business. I'm Pinky, and I'm here to attend the funeral. Um, Pinky. Uh, and, uh, do you know? What's your, what's your connection with the Fallen? She's going to look to her, uh, to her friends because she, the only thing she can think to say is that uh, we were the reason that he got killed, and she doesn't want to say that. Comrade in arms, uh, are you all, you don't look like retired Crimson Cloaks. No. Far young, except for that one. I would maybe like step forward and judging by like the Miliosava esque, like it seems like maybe they kind of swing that way, play for her team, you know? Yeah. Um, I'd say we were with him during his final hunt. Oh. So you are his death brethren? Indeed yes. we are. Well, right this way. And he will open up the door for you after unlocking it. <laughs> and he, uh, he opens up the, the door for you. Um, and as you kind of all start following in it, he, he says, thank you for attending his funeral. It's a high honor to have those who fought beside you uh, and carried on um, to be there in mourning. As soon as you guys enter the, the room, you notice that this main area, which looks to be more usually used as kind of a waylay station, probably as place where they have a cafeteria, that, not like a big cafeteria, but like a section to sit down, eat, places to kind of lay armaments, weapons, um, as well as... Um, practice or train in like the cold weather. Kind of a bigger uh, antechamber room here at the front. Everything inside of it has kind of been moved to the sides and covered up with different furs, different things to, to make this space feel as close as it can to the, the temple that you both went in. In the center of the room, uh, which is lit, like dimly lit by torches, you see what looks to be a massive um, pile of, of wood that has been assembled together. And right above where that is, you can see what looks to be a singular um, 
a sloping roof that heads to what looks to be an opening that heads higher up into the 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 roof some sort of chimney stack of of a sort as you enter in you can see that there seems to be a lot of um guards um and a lot of members of the crimson cloaks here uh from what you can tell most of them have just the simple red cloak on though you do see a couple of people with uh the one stripe that you saw on the one captain that you met that night um one of them you recognize to be the same man with the old like lamb chops that were kind of wispy white uh captain paddock it looks to be the highest ranking person here um is brigadier haas she's still as stoically standing a little bit closer to that um pile of wood in the center um that major scar on her cheek uh, somewhat catching the light as you guys are waiting for uh whatever to happen it's kind of that awkward moment where you walk in and you don't really know anyone else and so you're like where do i go you also notice there are people in just common clothes not in any sort of militaristic slash guard uniform um especially you see what looks to be a, a woman and uh uh early teenage boy probably around the age 13 to 10 um that are standing close to the fire or the the the, the pile of wood um you can see that the the lady looks like she almost has a little bit of half orc blood in her as she you can have, see like kind of the signs of teeth growing uh, a little bit bigger and her her uh, skin tone looks a little bit more um green than a usual person but it looks pretty watered down through her genetics um other than just being a little bit larger of a lady uh, that's all you can tell and the sun kind of carries a little bit of those traits as well of the the half-orc blood what are you guys doing is mighty uncomfortable. Doesn't yeah, know what to do with her hands. Her wings are just kind of, she's walking at this point. Her wings are just kind of fluttering anxiously. <laughs> How much experience has Pinky had with like death and, and dead bodies? Like not too much i don't know like she lives she grew up in like a small village so you know a couple funerals i assume from the older people but i don't know like do fairies die do they i don't know they obviously have a shorter lifespan do like do they leave behind a body do they just mold into a tree i don't know well, what do you want the lore to be on that <laughs> um one more that we could do is I think may be quite interesting is oh, fairy burials are a little bit different as fairy bodies don't uh, necessarily decompose. Um, they are known to kind of harbor magic uh, that preserves the body and doesn't rot or decay. And so usually what happens with the fairy body is they, a funeral is more about interring and entombing 
um, though they don't have to go through any embalming process. It's not very, it's not uncommon for you to like go back um, to the wherever they lay the, to rest their dead and go and see the bodies of your grandma and your grandpa and they're still preserved the day as if it was the day that they had just passed. That's not an uncommon thing. And so with your little bit of experience with normal, how everyone else works, uh, you know that that's not the same. Bodies are fleeting for other races. She's comfortable. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, it's not too long after that that Brigadier Taz will approach your, your group. Um, as you approach, he says, ah, I'm glad that you all made it. Uh, well, not all of you. I, I see that there's a couple of you missing. They, uh, they were just uh, mourning in their own respective ways. Uh, uh, that makes sense. I know that um, funerals are for everyone. Um, is this the first time you've all been to a funeral here in Zahovic, as well as just for the, the Crimson Cloaks? Yes, I, I think that is the Can case. Gonna nod her head vigorously. Well, uh, I guess I can I can help kind of shed a little bit of light of <clears throat> going on. Well, it's not necessarily mandatory. It's not uncommon for a lot of the members of the Crimson Clubs to be affiliated with Amelia um, Saba, the goddess of the hunt, as our our group of mercenaries. We we were founded on the idea of hunting of going and capturing the prize. And so uh, even if it's not necessarily their belief, we usually still honor them the same way uh, as this is the correct. David, we can hear your uh, song. I'm sorry. It was a thing my brother sent me, my bad. Oh, you did. So it's not uncommon for uh, it to be still done, even if it's not part of their belief. Um, uh, here we have uh, the pyre. Um, pretty soon they will bring the body in. Um, and then uh, what will happen is they'll bring in pieces of wood and uh, each person will lay uh, a piece of wood on top of the, the body um, before it is uh, lit on fire. Um, the body will then be cremated um, and then uh, the honor of will be of being a Crimson Cloak will be passed to his son. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. Does the son get a choice in his initiation? 
or is it just tradition as? It's something that's passed down from generation to generation as he doesn't necessarily have a choice to join once he's sworn in he is sworn in though what he does with his his own he doesn't necessarily have to be a guard like his father though that is the most common or he can go out and hit it with try to join one of the mercenary companies of the crimson cloaks one of those battalions or he can fill the role of more support in that structure of the uh, the organization. Um, though most of the time it follows pretty generational um, with what happens. Okay. That's interesting to know. Yeah. And yeah, if you have any other questions or anything else, just, just let me know. Um, again, thank you. Thank you for being here. Anytime. Not too long after that. What they do is they bring in, um, kind of carried on a, on a stretcher, uh, the body of the man. It looks like he's been interred and stuff like that and they've made him look as close as they can to life like though you all can tell there almost looks to be black striations running up his neck and stuff like that um whatever that dark entity that sucked away his strength left marks that even the embalmers couldn't get rid of as they lay it down onto the bed as they lay his body onto the bed of um, um, of uh, wood, his captain, Captain Paddock, the older man, will come up and he has a sword in his hands and he's going to get out a vial and he will take it and he's going to put some onto a cloth and he rubs the oil all over the blade and the hilt, everything. And then once he's done with that, he lays the sword onto the chest of the man and closes the fists around it. As this happens, it is time for people. You can see that they have a um, a stack of wood not too far from the, the pyre itself. Um, Brigadier Hawes kind of motions to you as people start approaching it to, to grab wooden stack on top of him. Um, what are you guys doing? Going to lean over towards Moss and ask, are they really gonna burn the body? Can't have it smelling up the place, can ya? But don't you normally, like, bury it somewhere? I don't know. Different people, different customs. Let's join in. A final part. It's kind of strange, huh? And real fast, when Moss, like, Moss is going to join in in the fact of, like, grabbing a torch to burn the body. Before that happens, Moss wants to get, like, a pretty, like, one last, like, really good look at the guy to see if there's any, um, like, any goo on him, if that makes sense. Yeah. 
Yeah, that does make sense. Um, do an investigation. Uh, no perception check, because you can't really investigate, go through his pockets and stuff like that. I mean, like, you could, but people would probably start saying, what the heck, why are you going through the dead guy's pockets? It's like, yeah, it's, it's, it's for a good cause. Ten. Ten? Yeah. Um, it looks like he was cleaned up pretty well from being interred and um, put through uh, the process. Uh, from what you can tell, it looks like they almost put his body, um, infused it with some sort of solution that helps it actually burn better and brighter as to help with the cremation process um, from your little look. But you don't notice anything particular relating to the shadows or the goo. Um, as you kind of look it over. Okay. All um, right. At that time, Pinky, that Brigadier Haas will kind of come up to you and said, I, I heard you um, wondering why we don't bury the body. Uh, I've heard of that custom uh, from other lands. Um, the king Bless the ground in which his feet tread. Um, the king, many, bless, as she, like, the king, she says that line, bless the ground in which his feet tread. And then she kind of thinks of how she's going to say it. And then she says the king, and then she's like, ah, oh, freak. And then she says, bless the ground in which his feet tread. Many generations ago, who the king then blessed the ground which he trod upon um, made it long that no bodies are to be buried um, only cremated and that is the way it is today yeah as she's kind of come up to Pinky and kind of explaining it to you um, Brigadier uh, yes um was there an explanation of why, as in, in order to protect the people, or free a hassle of taking care of a body in such a way, or to guard against something? Honestly, I'm not necessarily sure. I I don't know all the the workings of the kings. Bless the ground in which they trod, but. Um, there's a, probably a reason back then, and I know at this point it's part of our culture that you just, when someone passes, the body also goes with them. We believe that if it were to stay here and be corrupted, then their chances in the afterlife of making it to, well, let's just say for the simple sake, uh, a good place. It's a lot harder without a body. And so we send the body to them through burning. So that way it can follow the spirit. Okay. So protection. Because you said the body won't be corrupted if it'll be burned. Uh, that's true too. I, I know that other lands sometimes struggle with different factions, different people 
having the ability to turn dead against the living. Um, that's something that we never really see a problem here in the whole Okay. Thank you for the information. You're welcome. And again, um, thank you. Uh, it's at this time that um, I'd like to invite all of you to to, to put um, a piece of kindling on his fire that he may be able to make it to the next length of his journey. What kind of wood do you guys select? Like, are you guys get? Who's getting what? What size? What are you guys grabbing? Moss is grabbing a size relative to his height. Okay, it's it's pretty good for you. It's it's a good hefty log. For others, it's it's all right, but for you, it's it's you feel pretty good about it. Short one. Yeah, whacking stick. Short. Short one. Put that on there. Larger one, but you have Pablo carry. Okay, you have Pablo. He carries one for himself and one for you. Like, Brigadier's pause is like, um, everyone's supposed to carry their own. You're like, oh, it's it's okay. And like, you just kind of like hold on to it while he carries it. <laughs> or maybe she thinks that she's carrying it and Pablo's like, he, oh yeah. Yeah, like you're like holding it like this, but he's just like palming it. <laughs> and you carry it along the side. Well, she's she's strong. She'll get to you. Pinky is grabbing a very big one. She's gonna struggle hard with whatever she grabs. You're like <laughs> dragging it towards the fire. Um, eventually, able to get it up, get it onto him. As you can see, the the man, um, his name was Renarin. Um, what? Where were we? He still clutching it as people. You bring a piece of wood, and it looks like some of his closest um, mates are placing the logs on top of him. Moss and Ren, are you doing anything particular with your wood, or are you just grabbing something and going? I'll get a small piece of wood. Or like a maybe even just like a small bunch of sticks. I don't know if that equates to one piece of wood. Yeah, many sticks right. make one wood. Yeah, and it's kind of the the representation of like together, weak things become strong. Like kind of like teamwork. Like it's by little things. Like great things come to pass. Yeah, <laughs> like great things come to pass. Like uh, eat an elephant one bite at a time. You know. Yeah. So it's like that, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, kind of, kind of like the like one little difference, one grain of rice can tip the scale. That's sort of like if you had faith as unto a mustard seed. Exactly, exactly. It's this sort of little things are significant. Yeah. No, I I, I get that. Um, yeah, good deal, Ma. And Moss, you are a. Did you say you grabbed one? Yeah, you grabbed Moss size one. Perfect. Okay. Sometimes I'm a little forgetful. Um, after that, uh, they've all the woods placed. Um, the Captain Paddock, the older man, brings out a torch and he hands it to 
the woman that you notice, the half-orc woman, um, as she takes it. Um, you can tell, especially now with the fire in her, her face, that tears are streaming down her cheeks as she takes the the, the, the torch and puts it into the uh, bottom of the, the pyre. Immediately it roars to life, um, engulfing itself in flames and sending ash and flickering embers towards that central stack in the in the chamber. It's an interesting sight as it's a gross smell and strangely unsettling. I won't go into too many more details of it, but if you've ever smelled burnt flesh, you know, you know the scent. With time, the pyre burns brighter and brighter. And during this time, it is kind of just people getting together to remember him. You see groups kind of forming together, talking about old stories, things like that, reminiscing. It seems like this is more of when the viewing of this type of funeral starts. Is there anything that you guys would like to do, or would you just like to kind of solemnly wait until it's it's done? Um, Moss would like to look. Is, can we see the captain of the guard anywhere? The the older man or Brigadier Haas? Uh, I believe Brigadier Haas. Yeah, she's still around. Moss would like to go sit by her for the viewing. Okay. She kind of seeing uh, a little bit of. I can't cross the way from where you guys have been standing since I don't think you guys really adventured too far away from the front door, just with <clears throat> being in an uncomfortable environment. Um, she's sitting down. Doesn't really look like she's talking to a lot of people. She's got some sort of tankard. Looks like she's nursing some type of drink as well. Is anyone else joining me to go talk to her just before the conversation begins? Opal would have approached the um, half orc and the boy, but this first. Yeah. All right. So, how are you holding up? I'm doing all right. I. I don't mind funerals there. You get used to them after a while. I used to be on the front lines, actually out there, going from thing to thing. Now I got promoted. Promoted. It's a little bit simpler, but you also don't bury as many. But sometimes you still have to. I uh, I don't know. Most of my time's been just worrying about the uh, the districts that I'm over. It's not getting better. 
we're trying some new things. We we're going to try something tonight and see if it helps. Something tonight. Uh, yeah, we're we're going to be instigating a uh, uh, required curfew. Um, where people will have to be inside their houses from uh, six in the morning to six in the evening. We're going to try to switch people into being awake at nights and being out on the streets. We feel if we have less people just inside sleeping, maybe it'll help the uh, the situation. We know that that kind of puts a dent danger on well these things are out at night and if we make people go out at night then maybe that would be dangerous but we're we're getting desperate we want want to know if at least if we switch the people over if there's more people looking around more people watching there's going to be less spread from the way you guys have told us that it was spread as people sneak into the house and administer whatever this is That's a short-term solution, but it's not going to solve the problem. It definitely won't. We we need to do something quick. Well, me and my friends getting a little getting a little fed up with things going on, so we're thinking of actually heading down to the catacombs. I was down there the other day, found some interesting information about what might be causing this. Curious if you want in. I, uh, she takes a second to think. I know that if we're going to solve this, we can't just keep putting it off. This isn't a sickness that gets better, it gets worse with time. Exactly. We're starting to see people passing from it, not just getting sick, but actually dying. And if we can't do something quick, I'm worried that uh, it's definitely not going to get better. I'll tell you what, since you guys were very accommodating in coming to this funeral, I think there's a couple of things I can round up and help provide you to help. Maybe a little bit as a, a gift from the Crimson Cloaks in being being here and helping us, as well as a little way to pay for it if you're going to go down there and help. Something to help with. And if it's all right with you, may I come with you and join you? Hey, we'd appreciate any as many people as you can spare to go down there. Probably best to keep it reasonably small. Maybe you and one other person. Just to make sure we don't scare anything. What I'll do is I I can't really afford my much of the manpower as they're going to be guarding basically all day all night and all day. We have to help people we have to keep people inside during the day and if we're gonna have a lot more people at night, we're gonna to have to have a lot more guards at night too. And so there's no sparing guards. Uh, I think I can bring myself, maybe two other guards. 
I think that will be sufficient enough. When um, right. we're planning on heading down in a couple hours, can you be ready by a rough couple hours? Just want to get down there before night. Yeah, let's do that. Um, let's meet up somewhere. Maybe at the uh, Smiter's Quarry's barracks. Do you know where that's at? Yeah. Can you give me a map? Yeah, it's the where it's at. It's the one you went to when the the Crimson Cloak first died. Yeah. Okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, we can. Uh, we can meet up there. Perfect. Um, and let me go. I can go into my into the armory and I, let me see if I can get some stuff for you. Sounds good. Do you have any? By chance, you got any magic weapons? Um. Let me go look. There might be a couple things that I can grab. All right. Sounds good. Okay. Uh, as she kind of gets up and heads off, um, Opal, you approach the the lady and the, the younger boy. I'm sorry for your loss. The... Uh, Lady and boy uh, both kind of turn towards you and say, the lady says, um, no. He's in a better place now. He's progressed farther than we have. And his hunt continues. It's still just hard to see him go. I agree. Life is ever changing, but continuous. But true. as she, as you say that, she says it's true, and she looks down at her son. It was nice when he. I always figured with guard duty and have not it'd probably be the safest place for him to be, while still being a crimson cloak. But if you put yourself in the, the line of danger, we can find you. Right. Shields the best man. As he was an honorable man fighting for what was right, protecting me. So he was good. Thank you. What's your name? I am Opal. You don't look like a crimson cloak. What are you? As she kind of gestures towards your very freshly polished armor with the symbolism of the Triquetras um, inlaid throughout it. Yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm not a member of the crimson... What again? Cloak. Crimson cloaks. Crimson cloaks. I am a member of the guild of the... Very quick. I don't know if you've heard of that. I, I have not. That's okay. We're not too popular with, you know, famous or whatever. But yeah, as just as your family member devoted himself to a cause, I've devoted myself as well. As well. That's amazing. Ugh. It must be nice to have 
a purpose in life. I know that a lot of people struggle with that. And I know that it's hard, but, and she looked down at her son. Um, I know that he will have a purpose in this as well. As you can tell, the, the son looks like he's trying to act bigger than he is right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I should probably let you get back to to your people, but thank you for for talking with me. Mm-hmm. Yes, I wanted to um, give my condolences for my team as it was hard fighting against those fiends, and I can promise you that we will take care of them. Thank you. Thank you so much. Please. I just don't want his death to be in vain. Please help the people here. We will. If you know of anything or see of anything, please let us know. Of course. And Opal will also give a nod and a wink to the boy as well. Yeah. He uh, kind of stands up a little bit straighter as you you do so and wipes his nose a little bit. With that, um, eventually the time comes that the the fire has burnt down and all that is left is coals. Um, Two tongs are brought out and two of the, the guards reach in and grab the sword still out of the still in the fire and pull it out as it is bright uh bright red they take it over to uh a sort of tank um and they dip it uh really quickly as it's still bright hot red into the whatever this is and they pull back out and you can see that the the sword itself um as it comes out as it quenches in this liquid the liquid itself starts on fire starts burning and we see a big blast of flames as this happens people um kind of bow in in solemn respect and as they pull pull out the sword um you notice something even the handguard and stuff like that is still intact it was not um destroyed in the fire um and as it looks like it has been re um fired uh, they after bringing it out they bring it towards the sun and he um will grab the sword um kind of in both of his hands and then in a similar position that the body was holding the sword as he was burned he will put the sword in front of his chest and then just lower his head. Opal will have tears, not a lot, like two or three. Opal will cry a little. All right. With that, the funeral is over. Not too long after that, you guys have kind of gathered yourselves back together. And uh, it's about this time that Brigadier Haas comes up to UMass as well as to the rest of the group. She starts off by saying, uh, thank you again for coming uh, to this funeral. We, we really appreciate it. 
And we appreciate that you are in the city right now helping to show a, a sense of goodwill. I, I have some things I want to give to you in hopefully aiding you all um, in this fight. Uh, we can't spare all of our stuff, but I think I've gotten some things here. As, think of it as almost an early payment for helping out the city. And I hope that this helps you all in whatever you need to do. Um, as two guards can bring over um, uh, a couple of items that they have placed out. First off, she will open up a small box, and you see inside the small box are two vials. And inside, you'll see what looks to be some sort of um, almost crescent moon-shaped item in there. And as you kind of get, as she lifts it up and shakes it a bit before you, these small vials you can tell has a large fingernail in it. Ew. As she looks at you, then says these two vials are vials of hill giant strength. I know that you were telling me that these creatures somehow sap your strength. This should help abate some of that if it is to come happen, or you can use it to strengthen your arm in order to fight better. It's up to you. Next up, um, I know that it may not be the fashion of how you all wear, but it's still uh, quite good. Um, she will bring out... Uh, these are usually saved for our captains, but uh, I had an extra one that I could put towards you, and she will hold up uh, a pair of studded leather crimson cloak-fashioned armor. Oh. Um, these have been made... Uh, and enchanted to be a little bit better uh, at protecting me. Uh, there's nothing really fancy to them. They're just fashioned after our design, and you'll look like a crimson cloak if you're wearing it, but uh, it will help protect you a little better. Is there one gnome-sized? Um, it's only one. She only has one. Um, the way with magic items, once they are um, enchanted, it's usually able to conform or fit to whoever is wearing them. It's not uncommon for them to be able to grow or shrink. That's just kind of a, a almost like a blanket underlying enchantment that they put on all enchanted armor and weapons. As it's just a um, you could think of it as kind of like a slice, uh, like a uh, for ease of life. You never know if you're going to have to give this one to a gnome or to a goliath. And so having armor that itself is enchanted to be able to grow in with around a small to medium-sized creature uh, makes a big difference. So you guys will have to figure out who gets that. Um, as well as she will pull out um, what looks to be a kind of a wicked-looking javelin um, with both ends of it looking like... Um, lightning bolts and she says this is the the only weapon that we can really spare right now uh it is magical though it doesn't innately benefit you with your fighting it's a javelin of lightning um once a day it can do 
an attack that's more powerful as it calls forth lightning from itself, though it's something to best be careful with because it can also injure the user whenever you use that. <sighs> Lastly, with most of our guards needing these, I wasn't able to scrounge up more, but I have one vial of holy water, one vial of holy oil, and a piece of chalk. And this chalk is very useful if you're down there in the Undercity, as you can get lost very easily. If you mark your way back, it, from my experience being down there, this has saved my life a few times. And a piece of junk. And a piece of junk. She's adamant about the piece of junk. So, with the vial of holy water, it's only one use. Same with the vial of holy oil, it's only one use. So, you can coat the holy oil uh, onto a weapon once, and for a minute it will deal an extra 1d6 worth of radiant damage. Um, and the holy water, if it is splashed onto a creature, it will deal um, 2d6 radiant damage to it. Uh, I expect you guys to be able to look up what these do as a potion of hill, hill giant strength, plus one studded leather armor, a javelin of lightning, one vial of holy water, and one vial of holy oil. Those are the two that you might have to ask me because the holy oil is a little bit different than I don't know if it's written in the book or not, but I, I've written it to be just one use and it doesn't D6 for a minute. And it, it's plus one studded leather armor? Yes. Does anyone really want it? I mean, the light's not always there. This is, everyone who was at the funeral is here when she, she's presenting the... Uh, well, I think me and the lie were going to come as soon as we were done with whatever we were doing. So I don't know. is not coming. Uh, yeah, Eli is not good. You guys will take a little bit longer. Like this is all taken about an hour, like okay. an hour and a half. It okay. wasn't like a long procession. Gotcha. So you guys might meet them on the way back, depending on stuff. But like you didn't have enough time to get there. No worries. Um, thank you. We'll divvy this up. And uh, pardon us. We will see you. Uh. In a couple of hours, correct? Yes. Perfect. All right. Okay. Um, Moss, you seemed pretty excited with the bedded armor. Yep. yep. Anybody else need it? I think Moss can take it. I just, like watch us moss disrobes. No. <laughs> what what are you gonna steal? What's um, that? After we all watch as Moss doffs his doffs his burlap sack, um <laughs> Ren will um kind of hold his necklace and he'll say, I would I would like the 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 spear, the javelin. Okay. 
Okay, I, I won't fight you for it. That sounds great to me. Sick. Like it. <laughs> Pinky will take the chalk. <laughs> oh yeah, but it can't can't draw pretty lots of pretty pictures. <laughs> Gotta save it. Cute little pictures. <laughs> Awesome. As you guys have been given these items, we start heading out. Well, I think we're going to go to break for about 10 minutes now. Um, we'll be back here pretty soon. McKay, yeah. are you in a position where you could stop the... Uh... Oh, hit pause? Yeah, hit pause. Yeah. We'll be back in like 10 minutes. Alright, that's Some magic items. That's right. It's not that flattering honor. Okay. It's, just, it's a lot higher. If David is back, then we can. Yeah, you know, we could just start yeah. with you two. Once David's back, you guys can start. Oh, yeah. How do you guys like those magic items? So good. Oh, yeah. Even putting your hand in the I couldn't. I couldn't find the part where it says it does damage to me. Uh, let me read it. Maybe this is a special one that is. It's a, it, gets, it has a little bit of kickback. Oh, okay. It was just like it's a. Custom. No, let me read it. I thought I because I read it earlier today. I thought it said. Yes. Same. This javelin is a magic weapon. When you curl it and speak its command word, it transforms into a bolt of lightning, forming a line five feet wide. That extends out from you to a target within 120 feet. Each creature in line, in, oh, excluding. I thought that said including. Um, man, that sucks, Ren. She never gave you guys the command. <laughs> yeah, I'll be hearing about that. I can race. I can. <laughs> well, she's well, coming, well, she's coming with. Yeah, so it's fine. She's coming with. She'll tell you then. It's like, oh, I forgot to tell you the passwords. Uh oh. Password. Yeah, one, two, three. It's just like inscribed on the side <laughs> so no one forgets. Just so, just to make it has like a tag on it, like in case of needing to use command word is. Oh, I love that. And she's wearing a sign. Well, yeah, I thought that said excluding you, not. I mean, I thought it said including you. So if you if you want, it could end up doing more damage to your target, but it could damage you as well. I don't think you want that. I don't think I want that. I'd rather I'd rather keep it a lower and be safe. Because it's four d six. That could one shot me. <laughs> that is like a oofy. Yeah. So I don't know. Don't you have like 30 health? I have 29. Hey, you guys have so much health. Gosh dang it. Sorcerers. Sorcerers have like uber no health. I know. <laughs> Wait, who has. What's the health again? I heard 29. I have 29. I only have 26. What? Gosh dang it. 21. What? Who's 21? 
Pinky. Oh my gosh. Good. I I really lucked out when we rolled for health, and I rolled max health though. Yeah, like <laughs> so many of you guys that rolled max health last time we leveled up. That's how much health I have. How much? Zero. Yes. Well, no, not yet. No, I have 18. sixteen. Sixteen. It's not bad. That's crazy. Shit. <laughs> I'm gonna die. Trust me. Sixteen. My, sixteen. Yeah, and then my AC is garbage. Oh, it's cool. I like it. Is it isn't Alaya a sorcerer? Yes. I feel like you should have better health. Session, so. Oh, I'm about to. Yeah, I'm about to. You need me to. I can. Because you have a sword pelvic. Now the whole world knows. I think everyone's back. Ah, uh, yeah, I think everyone's back. So, we're going to jump in. Okay, so Aliyah and Bemi. Um, as everyone else comes out of the outpost, you've kind of almost set up shop into the barracks. Move some of the beds aside, set up uh, kind of a table, put out the different alchemical um, instruments. Aliyah, what are you doing doing while Baron's getting this set up? Um. I don't know, just kind of like, I guess probably looking over his shoulder, being like, what are you trying to do? Are you asking me, or are you just looking? Asking. Uh, I'm trying to see if we can determine more about this shadow creature. I'm surprised that it left anything behind, honestly. Well, but how do you how do you plan on doing that? Um, well It's a long process, but there are ways to break down chemicals and to centrifuge in yeah. Put in the centrifuge, spin it around and add some fire to it, see what happens. How do you know how to do this? Uh, my aunt taught me. Interesting. Okay. Okay. That's cool. So, what's your deal with funerals? I don't like them. That's it? I mean, there's obviously more, but... Yeah, I don't like them. So what's the more part? Um... Just it brings back really, um, really bad memories. So Got I you, prefer to avoid them. I'll take that as a yes. Uh, Hand me the file over there. Uh, okay. If she reads the label, whatever okay. it is. Um. It's like Uncle Tom's instant solvent for all your alchemical needs. <laughs> all right. She's like, that's a weird name. Here you go. This isn't a complete set, but it'll do for now. Well, hopefully we at least learn something. 
All right. So with your with you actually being able to start doing this, I'd like you to do an investigation check. And since you have proficiency in alchemy and alchemical tools, uh, you can make it with an advantage. Okay. I also, before I actually really start digging into this, I wanted to hold it up to the light. Does it react in anything or no? Is it just like... It's... So it's interesting, as you hold it up to the light, the side that's like jet black... So, like, almost tends to like magnetize in a sense, but opposite, like it's Wait. being repelled onto okay. the other side, and so that already automatically starts kind of separating them out a little bit, but it's not strong enough to actually like yeah. uh, pull it apart. Okay. If that makes sense. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Nat twenty. Oh. Okay. Let's go. I I'm a little rusty. It's it's been a few years. As he just starts whipping out test tubes, he, he starts, you notice that he puts, um, he doesn't ever like just test on the main vial of the main jar, jar of goo. He always puts it into a test tube, separating the, it out. And with that, runs different tests on each different one of them. One of them may be heating it up to see how it reacts to fire. One may be putting it into uh, a centrifuge to spin it, see if it separates that way. Um, you would notice, Baron, as you go throughout this, um, that Opal's quick uh, dissertion that this looks like it's made out of two different pieces, as well as her um, little bit of understanding from the past, really opens this up to you be able to have a, a better understanding and know what to look for. Um, with what Opal had told you about um, her kind of her, her vision, I'm pretty sure you told that to the group, correct? Um, you knew that whatever she that the old hero Lily's faced in the city was a Krivost or demon of pestilence. Mm -hmm. And, and as such, as you are testing on this, you get the innate discovery that as this um, stuff, the green side of it seems to have a very strong adverse reaction to common food. Um, making it mold uh, mm -hmm. almost instantly. Um, after you're able to separate out, and you find it quite e the easiest way is you take um, a lens, um, like a magnifying glass, and you open up a window and you shine it right onto it. Using sunlight directly, um, you're able to burn away the shadow side of it completely, mm. okay. leaving only what's green, uh, that dark sludge color with that you're able to do the test like i said where you, you try it on bread molds instantly um just kind of from what you can tell whatever this is probably would cause disease and harm if ingested mm. and then as you go back especially with the natural 20 you're gaining so much knowledge that um this shadow seems to be almost supplementing that old power 
both come from demonic sources, but there's still chemistry involved into it. The that shadow um, almost seems to be deriving its power from something else entirely. Mm-hmm. That whatever this aspect of it does not come from a crevice, a demon of pestilence. Okay. But somehow this shadow has bonded to it in making a, a potent ability of transmitting the ability of yeah. what you've seen with these shadows. Okay. From what you can tell, the shadow, especially those creatures that you fought, aren't inherent in the pestilence at all. That comes purely from the shadow side. Mm. Um, from what you can ascertain, it almost seems like there is um, a deeper well of power generated from the, the shadow rather than the crevice. The crevice almost, from what you're looking at, it looks like it's been in a sense damaged. Mm-hmm. Like, it isn't 100%. Where it's failing, kind of the shadow steps in and fills the gaps. Interesting. So, with that information, if that demon of pestilence is still down there it's it's in a weakened state weakened state and the shadow is what is strengthening strengthening it at this time yeah besides direct sunlight was there anything else that like helped separate like that let me kind of look over that's okay And then the other, like, besides that, the other thing that I'd want to look for in the amount of time that we have, um, would probably be, like, does anything, like, almost, not absorb, that's the wrong term, but, like, shield in some way, like, create, like, a, a defense against these things. Mm. That's a good question. Granted, I know that I don't have a complete set, so like, yeah, I don't know how much I can determine. From what you can tell, the the means of protection from this, other than just like normal means and measures of of protection, like of armor and things like that, so that way it doesn't come in contact with the skin. It is, you can tell that this, um, is definitely stopped and repelled by divine magics, as that's probably, there's really nothing else that separates it other than sunlight, um, you wish that you had some holy water so that way you could try that on it. Um, but you would assume that it would probably have a similar effect. Um, sunlight and radiant seems to be what's deterring it, as well as anything that is divinely protected, like 
a cleric casting protection from good and evil sure. on someone would probably have um, an effect over an effect over whatever this thing is. So, okay. from what you gather, that's what you have learned and sufficed. And how long does this take us to like? I'd say this probably takes about two and a half hours to go through every test because it's a meticulous process. It's not like you're it, it, it's a science. So right. it takes time. Um, eventually, though, you're able to kind of bring those findings to Alaya and not too long after that, uh, the rest of the group walks in. Oh. I'm gonna go switch out my wife real quick. You're good. As you're walking back, Ren, from the funeral, you're looking down at the uh, javelin of lightning that you have most recently procured. Um, While you're holding it, I want you to do a, a perception check. Perception check? Yes. The, the new javelin. Oh, the new javelin. It's a 14. 14. Okay. You're holding it. You almost... get the the sense of like that smell in the of ozone in the air you the the hair on your arm uh that you're holding it standing up and ever so suddenly you hear in the distance kind of the roll of thunder you look around in the day has but few clouds, nothing of a great storm. And then that little rumble that you hear um, kind of rolls together and you almost, as you're, you're listening to it, you, you feel like you hear the words ah, a follower from those those rumblings. As you look around, none of your companions seem to have noticed what you heard. I will keep it to myself. The necklace that you're wearing, one of those totems almost kind of feels almost icy against your skin. And you know which one. Mm-hmm. As you guys make it back to the um, vigil outpost. I see you got some new uh, some new garb. Seems like they were willing to help us. Masa, you like it, Baron? <laughs> Better than your sack. 
He's been really excited to show you. Figures. He'd want the approval of, of someone a little bit. <clears throat> anyway. Um, should we go see if we can find some Tsugani? Did your science project work? Yeah. Or was it too much for you? Um, we learned a fair amount of... I, I shared it with Alaya. And? It hasn't been shared with the group yet. Alaya, do you want to explain it? I think it would be better if you did. Yeah, you're a big boy. Come on. Are the words a little too big for you that Alaya told you? So basically, there's, like Opal said, I mostly confirmed what she had already figured out, but there are two types of beings in here. One of pestilence and one of shadow. And it seems that the shadow is... There's a symbiotic relationship between the shadow and the pestilence. Um... It seems as if the pestilence is is much weakened right now, and where where it's weak, that shadow is stepping in to strengthen it. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, thank you for finding that out. It's really useful. Honestly, for a split second, I thought you were going to say, like Opal said, "I'm a big boy." Anyway, um. Besides the point. That's good to know. Hmm. Well, the funeral was good. Um, as you can tell, we obtained some items since we weren't able to get full um, backup from the crimson clothes. We were given these items. A javelin and uh, some new armor. And some holy water and holy oil. Yes. Ren will say, this is a gift from the gods. They keep showing us favor. Baron, do you realize how big of a deal this is? They're, they're on our side. No. It's all a game for them. Well, we're on the winning team. That's all I gotta say. Oh. <laughs> that was clever. That was um, clever. Can I see that holy oil? Um, who took the holy oil? Holy, like who wants the holy water? Holy oil, and the who wants a vial of giant strength? Just so that way I know who's got them. And the giant strength? Okay. No, no, no. Pinky should have it. That would be super awesome. <laughs> <laughs> For useful Pinky, because, you know, she hides and shoots. So, you know, she give it to someone who's actually doing some swinging. It might not be a bad idea to give it to Elias since she got so weak last time. <laughs> oh, Ren got weak too, so you can give it to Ren also. Well, but Ren I... has the, ja the javelin. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. I don't know. My my big fear is that Eli is probably going to be on the back row of this fight. Okay, I'll take it. Well, you have two of them. 
I'll take okay. one. Maybe can I have the other? Perhaps we save one in case someone gets weakened. Yeah. Adelaide should have the other. Because she's the cleric. If no one else is claiming the holy water or holy oil, I uh, I wouldn't mind taking those. Actually, I, I think that's a good idea. To, I actually think that's a good idea to give it to Baron. Oh, um, also, if you guys would, before, I don't know how long we have before we have to get going, but I would like to um, potentially stop by a uh, Smith or somebody who can um, identify an item I have. What's the item? Um, don't be mad, Opal, but it's that whip from the one place, uh, the, the, the training area. Another blessing from the gods. You, you said it seemed like malevolent or, um, somewhere in there, but I, I have this, this whip. And I figured that we could maybe get it identified, maybe sell it if it's worth anything. Um, I know Baron uses a whip. If it's potentially useful to him, then maybe he could use it. Pinky is also very capable of using a whip. Also, yeah. I have one. No one's seen it, though. (laughs) All right, all right. I'm sorry. You took the whip from back from the vigil training? Uh, Yeah, I did. After we left it? Yeah. That was real dumb of you. Well, none of you guys took it. So... Perhaps there is a reason of that, Aliyah. Nobody... Well, nobody knew what it was. So I figured, you know, why not learn? Why not... Why not see what it is? Things in the shadows should often stay in the shadows. Oh! Okay. Um, yes. I remember that you took it. Um, yeah. Can you keep the promise that you made to me that night by the bonfire? Yeah? Remind me of the promise. Oh, jeez, okay. Opal, you knew that she took it? I saw her messing with it, but anyway, besides the point. The promise is that you will... Be cautious in your usage of that weapon. And identifying it, I will say, not the most bad idea. Like, getting to know more of it. However, using it for power or selling it for money to the people also with not the best intentions with it are not the best. And I would strongly urge you against that. And I'll probably do some things to stop you. But, um... Slightly she, She's already brought it out. There's no point in not using it now. I understand. If it's... Well, I mean, if it's... Like, I, I, I took it because I wanted... I wanted to learn more. Um, and... Did you learn anything while holding it? Um, I, I remember feeling like, I think it was 
almost like cold and like my blood was kind of like rushing towards the whip when I held it. Um, that didn't give you an eerie sense at all? And it, I, it did, but... Those books are treating you real well. The only thing that vigils can ever really lose to is fear. As soon as fear takes over, hope is lost. And as soon as hope is lost, there's nothing to be gained. Completely agree with the additional insight of when hope is placed into the wrong things, it will end up worse. Now, so, I say we proceed with the first point and not the second. Does that sound like a good plan? Because, again, I don't want to be Miss Bossy Lady Paladin Chickadee. Uh, so, <laughs> I strongly advise you to learn more and use knowledge to your benefit rather than your fall. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't. If it if it's if we get it identified and it's like, oh, this thing's going to kill me, or you know, it, it's going to possess whoever uses it. I won't. I won't sell. I won't get rid of it. I I will probably turn it into the vigils, or give it to you, Opal, and you can give it to your order. Um. Okay. Perfect. But, I mean, if it can be of use, then... Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I think that's a great plan. Again, heavy advice as it was used for wickedness long ago. I will seek your counsel and whatever decision is made. All right. Um, so do I get the jar with the toe thingy in it? Mm -hmm. All right. One for me, one for me. There you go. <laughs> Thoroughly done with all the sadness and, I don't know, heaviness of everything. So she's going to pull out her juggling balls and she's going to start juggling and cracking jokes and trying to <laughs> make oh, people I'm... happy because she is so done with this. <laughs> Give us your best joke. <clears throat> brown and sticky. It's brown and sticky. Poop. <laughs> no, that's not the answer. Chocolate? <laughs> oh. A stick. Dumb. <laughs> <It's> just... <laughs> you see, you see, uh, Piggy's gonna just bust out laughing at her own joke. <laughs> um, Adelaide, you were given a potion of giant's strength, kill giant's strength. Just so you know, you can add that to your inventory. Hill, like H I H I L L. Hill. It does have a toenail in it. It sounds like the special potion that gives you full. Heart, full health in that one game that's really fun. 
Edge and Zelda. That's how you make oh. that potion. Yeah. You put a donut in it. A lot of them. <laughs> and a lizard. <laughs> well, I won't pretend that I'm not upset with your uneducated decision line, but let us go identify that whip and see if we can find some Tsugani on the way. I think he's going to crack another joke. <laughs> we will, as you guys head out, um, <laughs> now you gotta say it very long. It's not family appropriate. Um. Okay, Opal will crack a joke like, "Hey, do you want to hear my joke on the way?" Pretty good one. Yes. Okay. Why can't ghosts have kids? Why? Because they have a Halloweeny. Oh gosh! What? Oh, oh my gosh! gosh. <laughs> oh wow! Aaron is right, riotously laughing at that one. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, okay. <laughs> you know, I think I need to head back to the vigils home base. I don't feel safe anymore. <laughs> yeah, I need a new team. <laughs> like the spider, that's nothing, but uh, I don't know anymore. I'm going back to matchmaking. <laughs> I'm getting back up. Anyone else want to go to conquest instead? Anyways, all right. Um, where are you guys going for? Are you just trying to find a shop that procures and sells magic items, or are you trying to find someone that just knows how to identify uh, an item? Um, probably a shop that sells, it buys and sells magic items. Okay. Um, while while we're doing that, um, as we're walking, I'll say, keep an eye out for anyone with. Uh, it, it looks almost like a a headdress or something. It's um, sometimes they can be shorter or longer. Um, that's one of the ways to identify Sagani, and they also have a, a bracelet around their ankle. It's a bracelet, look at it. A metal band. It's like a metal band. Pinky, Pinky, you probably might have the easiest way to search around. Sure, Pinky's gonna fly up and Try and spot one, I guess, along the way. Um, do an investigation check for me. <laughs> um, as well as Laya, you do an investigation check as you're looking for a, a magic shop. Investigation. Investigation. Here. Seventeen. Okay. Where is it? Right there. Hmm, I got a 14. 14? Okay, perfect. Um, not long too after um, kind of heading out, um, and while Pinky, you're still looking, Allied, you're able to find a shop as you guys are heading toward, 
or not in LA, Palaya. We were able to find a magic shop not too far away, um, still in the uh, Venti Plaza, as this is a little bit more of the nicer shopping area. Um, as you come to the the shop, you can see that it has um, on the the sign. Um, on the outside, it says Wyvern's Wands and Wonders. Wyvern's Wands and Wonders. Wyvern's Wands and Wonders. Okay. W -W -W. This is the WWW. Um, as you can see, it also has a stylized Wyvern head, but he has two wands that he's dual wielding. Triple dub. There you go. Um, as you are, you can enter in the door, you hear the ding, 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 ding of the little bell at the top. Uh, it's a very simple shop. You don't see any items out per se. Um, there's just what looks to be um, an older... Uh, what race? Yeah, we'll do one of those ones. We'll, you see an older, um, almost turtle-like creature sitting beside oh. the uh, the table. Um, and you can see that he has, like, on his chest, on the, the shell plate covering his chest, he has, a, like, a massive tattoo of, like, two wyverns, like, circling each other in, like, locked combat. He's a punk turtle. Um... He looks like he has, like, on his, like, for clothing and stuff like that, he has kind of, like, a pirate hat on with a big plume. Okay. Um, and he doesn't, like, he doesn't have a shirt on, but his, he has kind of trousers on his, like, lower part with kind of, like, knee-high boots. Okay. Um, hello. How are you? How are you? Um, how you doing? Um, I'm doing okay. Um, how much do you charge to identify magical items? To charge, I'd say run you about twenty five gold pieces. Um. Okay, yeah, I, I can do that. Um, how could, could you identify this uh, this whip for me, please? As she pulls it out of her bag and sets it on the counter. Let me see it. As you... His kind of larger, stocky arms, they almost look like tree trunks, kind of reach out. Um... And takes the whip in his hands. He goes, oh, that's a strange feeling." Um, he, you see him, kind of set down on the desk, and he says, "It will take me about ten minutes. Um, May I my payment." Yeah, let me let me pull it out. 
started. Uh, you know, friend. Uh, dear friend. Yes. Um, can we think about it? Can you hold it for two minutes? Two minutes. Two minutes. We'll okay. talk and be back. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever you want. Okay, we'll be back in two minutes. Opal will take the whip and wink at the turtle and have a discussion with the light. Yeah. As you grab the whip, you'll have that same feeling of the, your blood rushing towards it. Uh, yeah, what, what's up? Um, I, <laughs> uh, I want to fully support you in your endeavors completely. And that's, that's why I needed to ask you this question before proceeding. Um, um, I, I can identify this object, but if you'd rather have someone else do it for fear of bias and that I may contort what I identify, let's go for it. I just wanted to ask you first or ask you for permission if I can identify it for free. I I would trust you to identify it, yeah. Okay. Well, um maybe there's something else we can buy here so we don't waste this nice turtles um time. <laughs> Is there any little chocolate turtles? Yeah. The chocolates are in the corner. Okay, I will have one. That will run, yeah. Five silver pieces. Okay, how about one gold to save you the chocolate? That will get you two turtle chocolates. Okay, two. Okay, thank Here you. Here you go. Thank you. Chocolates. I'll give one to Alaya and one for me. Thank you. So are, are we going to leave then? Yes. Okay. And I'm not paying. No, I think it's okay. I think it's okay. Um, we can. Uh, I'll just tell them we'll come back later. I, I think there's a couple of magic items that I want to look into after we get paid. Um, so we'll uh, come back later. Um, uh, nice, uh, sir. Um, I, I just, I, I remembered I have a, a couple of other things, a couple of other errands I have to do before um, I can get this done that we're, we're on a very, very tight um, uh, a tight time limit. Um, can I come back another day, perhaps? Whatever you want. Thank you so much. Have a, have a wonderful day. Old Hard Shell be here when you get back. Hard Shell. All right. And yeah, I guess we'll walk out. Wow, and the, the bell happens again. Okay. Um. All right. I'll go ahead and identify it. Is that okay? Okay. Perfect. Uh, I'm going to type up what it does and put it into the resources. Okay. 
um, while that's happening, we can um, have Pinky kind of go. So Pinky, not too long after um, doing your investigation, you kind of hear word, um, and especially with being able to talk with some of the kids um, and talking and asking kind of for the description that Baron gave you. Uh, it doesn't take too long to find out um, that there's actually uh, a Tsigani um, in the Breadwall district right now, um, apparently taking record of what's transpiring during this. Um, so that way, as you know, uh, that's kind of the direction you guys are heading anyways. So you can uh, stop through there and see if you can locate them further. Okay. Is there anything that you guys would like to do while you're walking? So what'd you learn, Opal? Well, let me write it up before. Oh, are you doing that right I'm now? I'm doing that right okay. now. Okay. We'll pause that conversation. I have something kind of written up, but stop. I need to... Stop! Stop! <laughs> She doesn't know. She doesn't know, little guy. Are you going to be our party's barbarian? Yeah. Yeah? With all your screeching that you do? No, that's a pretty harmful stereotype of barbarians, that they just yell all the time. That's true. I mean, I don't think it's necessarily wrong. Most barbarians, they rage. They don't yell. True. That can take that can take a lot of different like, can be different for everyone. Isn't that right, little guy? One shot for my family during a little family <coughs> reunion a couple weeks ago. Um, my older brother, Hiram, decided to play a barbarian. And he was almost constantly yelling. Anytime his character spoke, it was almost <laughs> always yelling. <laughs> so. <laughs> Can vouch for that stereotype. I think Tori fell asleep. It's okay. Mm -hmm. She must have been tired. Tori needs to Um, I hope you guys can entertain yourself for a second. Um, no, you're good. Yeah. Because <clears throat> this it's taking about 10 minutes. To, to, so while we're just walking. Yeah. Um, can she do that while she walks? Probably she'd need to sit down. So you guys have just found kind of like an alleyway to chill in for a second. I figured, like, I think I need to sit down. Inside the alleyway, maybe a little bit ways away. She's going to play her loot, see if she can get any cash. <laughs> Street performer. <laughs> right, we'll just sit and wait for this identify spell to work. See what we can learn. Kyle, tell us about your life. I don't know. Nothing much is going on. Yeah, that's about it. Okay. I just 
Where are, are we like in the middle of the city right now? Yeah, you're partway to the Breadwall district. You're like still in the Viventi Plaza, but you haven't quite made it into and you haven't quite made it into the Breadwall district. Okay. Hey, Ren. Yeah. Come spar with me. Uh, why? You seem unsure of yourself. Okay. Can I use my new my new harpoon, or is that uh, is that disqualified? You can use your sword. Mm, okay. Okay. I know how to use. Yeah, Ren, we'll, we'll get you, we'll get a nice area laid out. He'll draw his, his S word. That's <laughs> what? My sword. I'll try to find a nice long stick because I don't have a sword. I do have a dagger, though. But I don't want to hurt you, so. Dagger sword. Dagger's just a baby sword. Yeah. It'd be a sword for, for Moss. Yeah. Or I want to say that to my face. I mean, you're watching this right now, Moss. Five bucks down the Baron loses. <laughs> Five silver pieces. Baron loses it all. <clears throat> uh, do I get some of that? The rules of rules of rules of gambling. You got to put something down to be part of it all. Sorry, don't got nothing. Ren will say I'm fairly confident that. Um, Baron will not lose. You gonna bet your bet against yourself, Ren? Look, I'm just being honest. All right. Uh, maybe, maybe call it humility. Um, True humility is understanding your own strengths. Yeah, and I, I think I understand my strengths. Um. This is a sword to fillet a fish, not uh, a muscular man that you see over here. And this is a thing. Yes, but it's hardwood. <laughs> You're gonna dull up my sword. As you guys get in the circle and get ready to fight, I'd like you both to roll initiative. No, he has the way better initiative. I do have really good initiative. <clears throat> that's a 19 for me. Uh, that's going to be a 23? 23. Okay. Perfect. Baron will go first. As you both kind of start circling each other in the makeshift um, 
dirt circle that Baron edged out with the stick prior to the match. Baron will be the first to leap into action um, for a hit. Baron, what would you like to do? Uh, so before this, uh, I'll say uh, first one to get three hits on the other wins. Yeah, sure. And Rising says, "Sure, I'm. I just pounce. Whoa. I'm just gonna go. <laughs> Wait, I'm not ready. I'm not ready. <laughs> I didn't do my stretches. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go in for a, an attack here. Uh, out as I'm using my stick, and I'll just try to give him a little whack. Hey, uh, what? Uh, that's a seventeen to hit. That will hit. I'm gonna making make this a disarming attack. Oh. <laughs> uh, um, shoot, I forget how to do this. I think you have to roll against me. Ooh. You want me to pull it up? I got it right here. Uh, on a hit, boo -boo, I roll extra damage. It's a what's my extra damage? It's a D eight, right? Yeah. Okay. Um. I'm not doing damage actually, so okay. I'm not necessarily going for damage. I'm just going for I was just gonna ask you like yeah. Um do a... <laughs> uh you need to do a strength saving throw. Strength saving throw. Would you say that you were in ten wait no, not yet. Never mind. I'm uh, that was a seventeen. Uh that succeeds, so that's fine. Um hey buddy. Uh, so you'll you'll keep your your hand on your grip, and I'll say good. Like, make sure you have a steady hand as your as your opponent is closing in the gap. And I'm just trying to give it like some pointers. And I'm gonna action surge, and I'm gonna do another attack. That's not allowed. Oh shoot! You were ready for it though. It was in that one. Yep. As the first hit like whacked you kind of on the back of the wrist, and it's smart, but you you're able to keep your grip. He kind of comes in trying to go for kind of a sweep towards your feet, and you're able to take your sword and block it right out of the way before he's able to connect. Yeah, yeah. All right, I'm, I'm gonna go in. That is a twenty-one to hit, baby. Yeah, that'll hit. Yeah. Um, and then, hmm, let's see. Can I make Baron my favorite foe? Yeah. <laughs> For fun? <laughs> I don't think I really can do anything. Um, okay, cool. Like, yeah. I really like hitting this guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that that's my turn right there. She, uh, Aliyah is going to walk over to uh, Moss and just be like, if I were to interfere, would that ruin your money? Would that ruin your bet? Don't interfere just yet. All right. Good to know. I'm going to hold an action <laughs> for when, uh, if uh, Baron's about to win. Okay. Sounds good. Um, uh, as it stands right now, it's one-to-one. -one. Um, for hits. Um, using the flat of his blade, um, Ren was able to get a good whack kind of on your thigh. Now it's your turn again. Okay, I'll go in for another attack, and as I do, I'll say, 
I'll, I'll just keep comp coaching and just be like, good. When they close the distance, make sure you are ready for their counterattack. Ren will say, just like fishing. <laughs> keep an eye on their offhand. As I go to strike, I'm just going to slap. Just like with your offhand. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to make it look like I'm going in with a strike with my stick and then just, just offhand. Just try to slap him. Uh, that's a 19 to hit. Yeah. Yeah, that'll hit. Um, and I'm gonna make that a tripping attack. <laughs> uh, it's a strength saving throw. Roll that strength save again. 11. You fall flat on your butt. Bro, so, this isn't allowed. <laughs> as he brings that one and you, you kind of are expecting it again, you bring your sword to, like, block it. But then he slaps you across the face and then wraps his hand around your neck and using his foot, now that you're off balance from the slap, he's able to push, like, kick your feet from out from underneath you and you fall um, on, uh, down on your back for a second. You've been proned. Not happy about it. Hmm, okay. Great. So, I just used the rest of my, like, all my movement to get up, right? Half your movement. Half my movement? Well, I'm not really moving much anyways. Um, I'll just curse as I get up. Like, dude, you're cheating. These, are, these rules are not allowed. You must have played it some other way back where you grew up. Um, I'm going to... Wait, so he has two hits on me now? Did that slap count? That slap did count. It was a hit. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll just try to hit him again. That's a 19 to hit. That'll hit. Woohoo! Nice. That's, that's that. Okay, yeah. awesome. I'll go one more time. Um, Aliyah looks over at, at uh, Moss. Do I interfere? Not yet. Not yet. Alright. Um, yeah. Uh, ooh. Uh, I don't think that'll hit. That's gonna only be uh, um, a nine, so I'll miss on that one. As you've gone yourself up, you were able to kind of get some space between you, put your sword, and get a good thwack on his upper arm. Um, he comes in to try to close that distance again like he had previously done uh, since his stick doesn't quite have as much reach as your your sword, but you're able to bat him off and it is your turn now. Uh, actually, it's not. I'm oh. not done with my turn. Never mind. Um, as I'm right there in his face, I'm gonna rip off one of my pouches and throw it right in his face as a bunch of sand just throws, just goes. He needs Dude, to it. I was gonna do that! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my All right. Um, did we ever specific dex thirteen? Yeah. Uh, what what was that? You got a dex save thirteen. Dex save. I rolled a one. Oh my gosh! You have disadvantage on your next attack roll, ability check, or saving throw that relies on sight. I'm like I'm like coughing. And I'm like, dude, I, I was, that's what I was going to do. Like, <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Sorry, I've been doing this a lot longer, kid. Mm, cheating? Yeah. I know. Okay. I don't think I could have, but I've made that a trip attack as well. Um, no. Okay. As I, I don't think that was technically an attack. Disadvantage, was... you said? Yes. I rolled a 19 and a 1. Oh my gosh. As you kind of run forward, um, trying to see through your blurred vision, um, right where he was, you knew he should have been there. Doesn't connect still, somehow. Is there anything else that you could do with a bonus action or anything like that? Um, I don't think so. Yeah, no. Yeah, that's okay. it. Okay. Go for another strike then with my stick. How many hits are you at? It's two. Both are two and two. Dude. Moss is going to lean no. over to. Is, is it uh, Elias' turn before that? Just. Yeah, uh, you guys are not in initiative. Uh, so she just has a prepared thing for. Once, like she can, she has a reaction. So once uh, something happens, she can. Once it, take... yeah. Once it looks like Baron's going to actually hit Ren, I have a, I have a thing. Yeah, Moss um, is about to be like, "Get ready, Elia." As I mean, I did just roll. So as he kind of Ren's able to just in time wipe the dust from his eyes, streaking across kind of the sweat that's brimming his forehead. He's able to put his blade right in the way of the um, the stick before he's able to hit him. Um, and he is able to protect himself from a yet another attack. Did you fight at all while you were in your village? No. <laughs> I didn't. Well, you have pretty good reaction time. Thanks. Is there anything else that you would like no, to do? No, I'm done. Ren, it's you. Okay. He took my, my bag of sand idea. But I do have some string. And there, if there's one thing I'm good at, it's, it's knots. Can I do, you know, like those people, like when they tie up a boat on a dock, they just like, like one little motion, like the rope just like does its thing. Yeah. I want to do something like that that can, like, restrain him or just hogtie him, you know? Yeah, yeah, I like that. With this little paracord I have, you know? I feel like you would have rope. You don't have any rope on you? I do have rope, but I, I feel like I don't know if I would have it in this fight. I mean, like, yeah, if I you have... Out of 50 feet of hemp and rope, you know what I mean? You have some sort of rope-esque object that you can use during this. I agree. I do have 10 feet of string, though. Yeah, that counts. Paracord. Yeah, so I want to, like, get it, like, uncoil it, just, like, one flick, and then just kind of, like, one little one little motion. I don't know what to do for that. Um, I will allow you to do... I want to, like, like, tie his hand or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for your action, do... Uh, I allow you to do a strength... Or not strength, uh, dexterity saving throw to try to dodge the knot. 
Um, and maybe make a dexterity check. Um, Great dexterity. Uh, I would not allow you to add your proficiency bonus since you are proficient with knots. What about I use a survival check? Sure, that's good. Ah. Okay. Um, what did you get, Baron? 14. 14. I got 16. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, you spend your, um, just as soon as he, you're able to block that, you grab out this little string from your pocket and you're able to flick it and tie one of his arms as it, and it's able to wrap back around itself. You cinch it tight and your hands are now restrained together. Okay. Very. Uh, as you are, I guess it is probably like your arms, like kind of cinched down like this because you are. You're just going for like just getting one hand, like something that I can kind of like just yank him around a little bit. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Uh, with that, I will. Wait, you're holding on to the rope, right? Yeah. Okay. Can I go for like a like a windmill kick essentially? <laughs> like you guys just like like just full on like I'll go prone after this or whatever, but I'm going for the final hit and just like Yeah, you can do that. You can kick. You are restrained, so you are making it with disadvantage. Only my hands are restrained. Um right? like his it's just for like the 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 metrics of the game, he implied the restrained conditions to you. Interesting. Okay. So you could think of it as like you go to kick, he could pull you and kind of send you off balance in a sense. Uh, they both hit. Okay. Either regardless of what I rolled, I rolled 18 and 19. Okay. I'm on a vortex um, behind <laughs> Baron. Just as you're about to... I think I have to make a saving throw, right? No. No. You're vortexing he... warp behind me. No. He's vortexing warping Ren out of the way. Yeah. So if Ren wants, he can make a constitution saving throw. But, yeah. Right. Ren won't know what's happening. Yeah. He'll you think will it's just, something that will... Baron's doing. You will just, yeah, you will feel a magical effect. Or I'll think it's a blessing. Or from yeah, you will think it's a blessing from the god. A holy boon. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go with that. And I'm not not, yep. not to metagame, but like, yeah, let's. He's like, yes, like they're giving me the upper hand. The gods are with you. About <laughs> those that your kick is about to hit you, right where his head's supposed to be. You see that misty teleportation overcoming, and he's gone. Uh, you said that you, uh, as you kind of catch yourself and land on the on your feet again, mm-hmm. he's standing actually right behind you. The okay. I still have movement though, so I can just I'll roll camp up again. Yeah. And I'm assuming he's no longer holding the rope anymore because he would have been he would have been teleported. So can I just? Uh, yeah, like you at this point, you're not restrained. 
Elijah, that wasn't very fair. I didn't do anything. I'll say, don't, don't blame her. Don't bring her into this. This is between you and me. <laughs> I got a grudge with Ren. I'm like holding my eyes, like looking to the sky. Seems like you got over his your grudge. I have no grudge with Ren. With uh, that, uh, I'm assuming it's... Uh, do you have anything else that you're doing? I mean, I think that's all I can do. Is Opal done with that thing now? Uh, once this fight's over, we'll go oh, to that. Okay. What's, what's the score right now? 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Uh, two, two. Uh, it's your turn. Alright, I'm gonna go in. Okay. With the butt of my sword. Ooh, that's an 8. That will miss. <laughs> As you go in, you like you feel so energized by the gods. Like you walk with so much, you like come down, and he's able just to pat your arm just out of the way, um, making it to where you're you're not able to connect the blow. Um, it's your turn again, Baron. As a, I don't know if you'll allow me to do this as a bonus action. Can I break the stick in half and come in with two with sure. two hands as you? Yeah, now you have two. That first attack will hit. Second attack is a nat 20. Yep. So I'll disarming strike with the first one. And I think I still have one more grip attack as well. So I'll just double up Ooh. on both. That's two strength saving throws. Ooh. All right, that's a four and a nine. Yep. They both fail. So I take your weapon and I'll like, I'll. Uh, grab it and like flip him over me on the ground and I'll point the sword like right at him. As you come forward with that confidence, he's able to catch you off balance after breaking a stick into two. Grab your around your arm, um, taking the sword from your hand, grabbing it and flipping him mo- you over his back as you onto the ground. He points the sword having gotten the final blow as he taps your head. Yeah, just a light little yeah, a little, a little bonk. Yeah. A little bonk. A little bonk. <laughs> and that is the match. It's about at that point that uh, Opal, you've taken the time to concentrate on uh, a pearl that you were given um, with the vigils, as this is the focus for casting this spell. Um, with time and feeling through it, um, this is what you. Uh, are able to devise uh, it does is in the resources tab you come the first thing you come up with is a name the name is Racha Kopulum but then it transforms into your tongue which is no this whip is known as the king's blood whip the king's blood whip drinks blood after every successful hit to a creature that can bleed the whip will drink of its blood. After five times, the whip will increase um, by plus one. So it'll become a plus one whip. This pattern will continue up to a plus three. If it is used three times and no blood is drinking, user takes 1d10 for, for a plus zero whip, 2d10 for a plus one whip, 4d10 for a plus two whip, or 8d10 for a plus three whip. As the Whip will literally rip blood out of its user to satiate its desire. <laughs> I like that. 
That's awesome. That's a sick whip. I'll just before you you finish, I'll just say, "Good game, Ren," and I'll I'll kind of flip the sword up and just like catch it, and I'll hand him hilt with the hilt facing him. Yeah, I'll I'll grab it. I'll say maybe next time, uh, it'll be a little bit more fair. Yeah, I'll. Uh... You're stealing my ideas. Um, I look. I but it was good. Good game. I'll try to teach you and some of the things I know, Ren. Yeah, I think I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm all right. I, I got to say, for a, for a, for a person who's never fought before, he just about beat you, Baron. Sure, with hey. help from you. <clears throat> no, I didn't do anything. Look, I, I have never fought another human being, or another biped, but. Boy, have I fought some fish on the end of the line. <laughs> I once fought one, like, it was, it was ginormous. It, it fed the whole village. I'm not even joking. No, no lying coming through. I'm not a liar. If you guys know me, I'm, I'm like, straight up. Not a fibber. Don't. I don't, don't fib. I, I don't fib. Liar. And liar. I was, oh, it, it might as, it, I think it was a mermaid, actually. Whatever helps you guys sleep at night. Aliyah leans over to uh, Moss and goes, no wonder he's so afraid to do this mission. He just about lost to a guy that just compared him to a fish. Moss is going to take a deep breath and be like, Aliyah, as much fun as it is to make fun of Baron. He didn't do half bad. No, you're right. He didn't. But I do think it's fun to make fun of Baron. As always. Always fun to make fun of Baron. With this, um, Opal, you're like, you've finished, and this is the information that you've been given. Did, did you see it on your phone? Yeah, you know? I did. I read it. And you said it. Okay. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah. Aliyah. Aliyah. Yes. Um, I've finished identifying this weapon, and... I would like to choose your ACL. Okay. And, um, it's pretty nasty. <laughs> uh, um, to put it simply, um, this weapon desires and needs blood. A lot. Interesting. Okay. So, when fighting, it would be more beneficial to make the creature that you're fighting to bleed for your benefit. Um, if that doesn't take place, um, it will take the blood from you and damage you quite a bit. So, yeah. That definitely doesn't seem like a, a a great whip to use at the moment. Yeah. When you're a little bit stronger, uh, I'll let you use it. But for now, um, 
probably better to use a different weapon. Uh, I, I, to be, to be honest, I probably couldn't use it to begin with. Um, but I, I appreciate you looking into it for me. It is magical, then, yes. Yes. Um, Doesn't say. Does it say that has to be human blood? Nope, said creature. Most creatures bleed. Hmm? Um. Yeah. Same goes for you, Bane. Just nope. saying, we're a little short-handed on weapons that can actually do anything against these creatures. Agreed. Um. From our understanding of weapons against those shadow fiends, um, this one might not be the best choice of weapon, but you could prove me wrong, I don't mind at all. But that's just my thoughts. <laughs> Since they don't have blood. That we know of. All I'm saying is we've already brought it out into the light. Might as well use it now. Oh, so when it's your benefit, then let's use it. But when somebody else is trying to use it, no. That's not what I said. But it's coming across that way. Okay, but what did I say? You want to use it. No. (laughs) I made Oval a promise. This is my whip. And Opal has counseled to not use it. So it will be put away until a time in such that we are strong enough to use it if that time ever comes. Which I'm sure. What did you say it was called? The King's Blood Whip, to put it in simple language. Hmm. The weapon of a ruler. Yes. All I'm saying is, next time we come across some dark weapons, best we leave it alone, eh? Okay. Opal, you saw me try to leave it behind. I did. So, I don't know why you're trying to pick on me right here when Aliyah was the one that took it. I thought it was the party's friend. You're the one to pick on. <laughs> Which I'm joking. How fun up, bar. That's kind of messed up. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Okay. I digress. I apologize. I was in the wrong. Let's just put it on the side for now. We still have it. Just there for now. As you guys kind of decide to, you guys settle down and Pinky gets back to let the party know where she's found the Tsigani. Uh, um, we're going to end up end the session right there. Yeah, I gotta get to work. Oh, guys, you uh, you learned some things. It's kind of fun. Um, with that, dungeon, 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 dungeon,